0: Hey all, this is Jesse. After recording this episode, I managed to somehow end up with a corrupted version of my voice recording. So I had to use the backup one that I record on my phone, which sits on my desk, and my voice sounds kinda crummy. Apologies for that, but I promise this episode is super fun. Hopefully you can uh, forgive me for the terrible sound of my mic. Please enjoy this very silly episode. Thank you for calling Science Telephone. I'm a voice actor who's no longer being paid because the world is ending. That means I can say whatever the f I I want. And no one can stop me. Enjoy this f***ing podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Jesse Lupini, and this is Science Telephone. As per usual, we've got an amazing scientist on the show today who's going to explain his work to one of our comedian guests, and then that comedian has to explain it to the next one, and so on, and so on. It's simple, yet effective, and usually very fun. And on that note, I am thrilled to introduce this week's scientist, Piedro Giampa. I immediately screwed it up. Giampa. Giampa. Yeah. I was
1: like Giampa. Or Giampa. That was a very good attempt right off <laughs> the bat. Good <laughs> attempt.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for being on the show, Pietro.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. So
0: I mean, obviously you're you're here on the show as a scientist, but um, I'm sure you're also a lot more than that. Do you have any other like hobbies, non-science related hobbies that people might uh, that might
1: fill in your character a little bit? Sure. I'm 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 super into basketball. Uh, big in the NBA. Obviously for some bizarre reason, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Uh, it's been mostly mostly painful uh, More than good. Uh, I'm into photography and music and, and that's about it. Mostly physics though It takes a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet.
0: Okay, so you're a renaissance man I wish I could relate to the basketball stuff But all my knowledge of basketball is basically Space Jam.
1: Hey, it doesn't get any better than that. So that's <laughs> that,
0: that's what I think w- One last question I am going to ask you which is will we if ever discover alien life? We
1: haven't already. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, not to my knowledge. This is the Space Jam thing, right? Like, I, I want the real Space Jam.
1: Probably something is out there, and you know, if if, if what's out there, it's uh, gonna lead us to a live version of Space Jam. I'm all for it. So <laughs>
0: perfect. Okay, so uh, now I want to call up our first comic, and here she is. Hey, hey, it's Raylan Carson oh, here wow. on the show. <laughs> Um, What do you think about a- the aliens Aliens versus no aliens debate
2: An aliens debate? I am all for aliens
0: You're pro-alien? Pro
2: Big pro-alien gal myself I mean, we're here So, like, there's gotta be Us somewhere else And, like, what do they call us, you know? It's definitely not aliens If they're calling us aliens, that's wild
0: I mean, that would mean they spoke English Which would just be
1: Very Star Trek, I guess. Or or maybe somebody discovered the Babel fish. (laughs)
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to dive into this first round. So, uh, Pietro, you're going to have one minute to explain your research to Raelynn, and then uh, she'll have a moment to uh, ask some questions. And Pietro, remember to explain as if you're talking to a colleague. So use that jargon, abbreviations, technical language, just like you're at work. Um, We promise we will not judge your communication skills with the general public based on this, and you'll have an opportunity at the end to kind of clear the air on anything confusing. Sounds good. Any questions before we jump into it? No, I'm
1: ready to do it. Let's roll.
0: Okay. Uh, Raylan, you ready?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm watching the time, and we'll start now. Okay, so I'm a particle astrophysicist from Triumph. Uh, My research focuses on direct observation of dark matter. In particular, I'm investigating a dark matter candidate called Weakly Interactive Massive Particle, or WIMP. Um, And alongside my colleagues from Canada, US, and Mexico, we're designing a detector and building a new detector called SBC, uh, which stands for Scintillating Bubble Chamber. Uh, This new detector combines bubble chamber technique with scintillation abilities of liquid argon. Uh, to further discriminate the possibility of uh, seeing a dark matter signal over uh, any other particle interacting in our experiments. Uh, furthermore, once the detector is ready, we will deploy it two kilometers underground at the Snow Lab Laboratory in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we use underground laboratories to shield from all the cosmogenic activities in the atmosphere. And that's why we go two kilometers underground. And so we're really hoping that uh, a, a dark matter signal in SBC will take us a step closer to understand the nature of dark matter and therefore our universe.
0: That is time. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, real simple stuff on this side, and that's what I do in a I nutshell. Yeah. all of that. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if this is gonna work this time, Jesse, because I got it all. <laughs> well, have me tell you. Okay, what does WIM stand for again?
1: It, it, it's it's a WIMP. Oh, actually,
2: okay, perfect. And it
1: stands for uh, weekly interacting massive particles. Weakly enter. 16. <laughs> oh, I 16.
0: thought you got it all. Uh,
2: particles. And uh, the other one that I wanted to ask is what does the, the SB stand for?
1: SBC, yes. It stands for scintillating bubble chamber.
2: Oh, tr- chamber. Oh, thank God I fucking asked about that. Simulating bubble tray. Ch- sip-
1: scintillating. Scintillating. You know?
2: No, I don't light know. Light going everywhere. Oh, it's light? But there's bubbles? Yes. Okay.
1: It's light and bubbles. We got them all. Oh my god.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. Where does the argon come in? Aragon? Is that? I
1: think- yes, the argon is inside the bubble chamber. So the detector is filled with liquid argon.
2: Yeah, and it's 2K on the ground. It's hocked up into Ontario, and that helps you figure out the dark matter. Yes. Okay. Spot on. And you can you tell me what your your uh particle uh what's your term for your name one more time?
1: I'm I'm a particle astrophysicist. Astrophysicist.
2: astrophysicist. I'm not even gonna be able to pronounce this.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> How to get physicist? Physicist. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, and that's all the time we've got for Uh-oh. questions. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Pietro. We're gonna drop you off the call now, and we'll bring you back uh, in for the last round. Okay.
3: Sounds good. good. Thank okay, you. Thank you so much. man. Okay.
0: Okay. How are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> so I need. I need your scientist name.
2: Can my last name be Null? N U L L. Just,
0: just Doctor Null.
2: Doctor Null. And Null.
0: And null. all of oh, no. <laughs> <God damn> them, <it. laughs> <laughs> I, I did not see that going. Let's bring in Kevin. Welcome to the call. It's Kevin Lee. Hello, hey Jesse. So, f- first of all, quick question for you, Ke- uh, Kevin: uh, Are you pro or
3: anti-alien?s uh, As in, as in, do I believe they exist, or do I uh, do I want them to exist? So
0: up to you. The question's open to interpretation.
3: Um, you know what, I'd say probably in all likelihood they exist if they are uh, whether or not they like fly around and come down and abduct people. I I doubt that. But you know, just the scale of the cosmos and stuff, they're probably out there. You think they're out there somewhere. Somewhere. Just like us, probably trapped on a planet that <laughs> they're that sl- <laughs> they're killing with greed. <laughs> 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 okay, well, um
0: Kevin, I- I'm really excited to introduce you to our scientist today. Um this is hey. Dr. Null we have with us on the
3: call. Oh wow, hello, Dr. Null. Hi. Um
2: you can call me uh, Anne as well. That's Jan? my first name. Anne Nall.
3: Anne. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay, Anne. For the reaction. Yep. <laughs> <to> that.
0: <laughs> so um, let's, just, let's just hop right to it. So uh, Dr. Null, you have one minute to explain uh, your life's research to Kevin. Uh, and then Kevin will have a moment to ask some questions to clarify any details. Perfect. Great. All right. Ready to go. I'm, I've got an eye on the time and we'll start now
2: so i am a particle astrophysicist um i deal particularly with dark matter and uh discovering uh different things about the dark matter i have a wimp which is a (laughs) it's a, a a wheel uh interacting particles oh Yes, it means wheel interacting uh, moist particles, Uh, and then that I use that and my SBC, which is a stimulating bubble chamber, um, which uh, I put argon in, not uh, airgon, but argon. And we, we toss that two kilometers underground up at uh, the old Ontario part of Canada, uh, which with that we use light and bubbles to determine if dark matter is uh, dark and if it's matters. And that is a particle astrophysicist.
3: Wow! Thank you, Dr. Null. Wow! Amazing! That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Anne. Anne. Yes. Yes. Anne Null. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> thank you. You're like a really fancy version of the person down at Granville Island with the string and the bucket of soapy water.
2: Yes, actually, <laughs> that is me. That's that's yeah, actually that's, you? that's on Wednesdays. You've been there on a Wednesday. That's yeah. Me. Yeah. That's me.
3: So you do bubble art in your in your free time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can't get enough of those bubs
2: bubs Bubbles are a lot more, you know, bigger than what people give them to be. Especially when you blow them really big. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> people nice. these days are not liking the bubbles because you know if you blow it with your mouth, you get a little bit of spit. Hit someone. They don't want that right now, so I really—it's been very frustrating.
3: A spit delivery system. Yeah,
2: I use a lot yeah. of dish soap to make the bubbles within the the chamber as well.
3: Right, so that uh, must sanitize the dark matter to some extent.
2: Yeah, and make sure it's pure,
3: <laughs> pure dark matter. Do I, I start asking? Is this part of the asking questions? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you're 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 uh, you can st- use st- this time however <laughs> you see fit. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Okay, so there's a wimp. There's dark matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is dark matter? What are you? So you said you're testing dark matter. Like, what are you testing to find out? Like, if what are you testing to find out about dark matter?
2: Uh, um. Uh. Well. Uh. We want to know if there's matter within darkness. Uh. Darkness okay. is something everyone seems to be afraid of. So yeah. we've been constantly trying to figure out if there's good. Within this scary darkness,
3: so matter is good by nature. Matter's always okay. good
2: because okay. hey, you know something matters. When something matters, that's a good thing. You know, like hey, when somebody goes, hey, you know what, you matter.
3: Uh, that's right. Okay, and why? Why argon?
2: Um, it's the prettiest of uh w- of stones.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh no, the <it's> stone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The prettiest of stones, how would you describe that how with its beauty, like, just in a couple words?
2: <laughs> it's like red. It's, it's red. it's like red. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's like red. I think
2: it's red and orange, and it's got, like, tiger stripes. And,
3: <laughs> and tiger stripe. Loretta like and orange and tiger stripe. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, Dr. Ann Null, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this has been
0: illuminating, Dr. Ann Null. Oh,
2: thank you so much for having yeah. me. I hope. Thank you. The rest of the call goes well.
0: I'm sure. Well, we'll uh, we'll call you back later.
2: Okie okay, dokie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.
3: Oh. How do I leave? There we go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, uh, Kevin, how you doing? Good. I'm doing. I'm doing well. Yeah. That that all seems straight up to me. I got the wimp. I got the stimulating bubble chamber. So okay. So you're ready to be the scientist now. What is your scientist name? My scientist name is Doctor Wet Chimney dr wet chimney wet chimney that's right realizing literally just now how sexual that sounds i did not think about that i just thought that sounds funny wet chimney Uh it's fine that's damn well wasn't one of the acronyms something moist something uh wimp uh oh yeah moist yeah uh, uh wheel what did she write oh shoot my writing so bad now wheel uh interacting moist particles that's what i got That's gonna be fun to explain. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Why didn't I ask about that? (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. Well, um, let's call in our final guest. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Jim. Hello. He was the first comedian ever on our first episode of the show, but it's so good to have him back. We've got <laughs> Alistair Ogden on now. Thank you for, for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah. So Alistair, uh, I've been really phoning it in with my icebreaker question. Uh, so it's just how do you feel about aliens. I feel about aliens?
4: Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I hope they're they're nice if they're around. I I hope that they're kind. Do you think that they're nice and kind? No. I hope they are. I don't think they are. I hope. Okay. Are they listening? They could be. I
0: don't know.
4: Is this going to be put out on one of those golden
0: disks and th- thrown out into space? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be put on a golden frisbee and we're going to throw it into space. Perfect. So um, I'm very excited to introduce uh, our scientist here with us today. We have, um, we have Dr. Wet Chimney. Hello. 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 Nice to meet you, you Dr. Can call Chimney. Me thank you you can call me wet all right (laughs) wet so wet um before we get into this i'd love you to just tell us a little bit about the lab accident um in which you lost your arm
3: oh god it's a funny story um i was trying to high five one of those uh jaws of life robots that we had gotten for the lab i it's one of those things where sometimes when you get an experiment they give you a little there's like a little grace period where you kind of have carte blanche to ask for equipment and so i was asking for stuff and i was like what if i could get one of those uh jaws of life robots i mean that would be awesome I could high-five because everyone in the lab knows i give the hardest high fives that's why they call me cement wet cement chimney so <clears throat> i uh i got this uh, anyway uh i i tried to high five the robot it tore my arm straight off uh balled it up into a ball and then threw it into the little basketball net we have over the garbage can uh and uh it 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 it, it sunk it nothing but net and so you know i decided not to get a new arm because out of respect wow. for the nothing but net yeah, absolutely. You know, I was like, "Mad respect." Okay, well, that's where my arm lives now, and I can never have another arm after that because it'll never reach the same the same heights as. I'm a big b-ball fan. I love b-ball more than anything. Wow,
4: more than your own arm. That's that's more than a lot. my own
3: arm. More more than science. More than what I'm about to describe to you. B-ball for life.
0: All
4: right. Well. well uh, okay.
0: Great. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um. Well, uh, let's let's just jump right into it um uh doctor J- i guess i was gonna call you dr chimney but i should just say wet I, yep. you prefer not that you don't like the doctor oh, that was no. my father's name <laughs> dr big chimney um wet uh you have one minute to explain your life's work to alistair and then uh, he's gonna ask you some questions to clear up any uh details yeah absolutely Timer starts right now.
3: Okay, uh, Alistair, I am a particle astrophysicist. I do studies in dark matter uh, to discover many different things. And the equipment that I use, aside from the aforementioned giant robot Jaws of Life arm, is a thing called a WIMP, which stands for a wheel. Interacting Moist Particles. And uh, I use that. uh, And I use an SBC-stimulating bubble chamber. uh, And in those in combination, I know what you're thinking. That that can't be enough to work on dark matter. You're right. We use argon uh, simply because it is the prettiest of stones. It is red and orange and has tiger stripes. Uh, And so we put that into the SBC-stimulating bubble chamber, excite the bubbles, shoot them through two kilometers of underground uh, tunneling in Ontario, uh use uh, those that uh, hit it with a bunch of light into the bubbles to determine if there is matter in the dark. That is what my study is really all about, uh, is we try and see if there's uh, a really good uh, inside the dark, uh, you know, because uh, people want to turn off the dark, and, and what are they going to find? Not Spider-Man, they're going to find matter. And that's what I'm going to find out. And, uh, yeah, we just like to, I do bubble art, uh, on Wednesdays.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you, You're Wes. Too. Of course. Alistair, uh, you, the floor is yours
3: yeah so does the bubble art have anything to do with the research you do yeah well it's just sort of a carryover you know like i said i like b-ball and that of course stands for bubble ball i like to play with bubbles and and just like you know i realize that's sort of a thing that that mechanical arm can't touch mm. uh, bubbles they pop automatically um And, yeah, I think that, you know, inside a bubble, everyone thinks it is light, but it is, in fact, dark inside of a bubble. And what you're seeing is the light bending around the surface of the bubble, which is trippy as balls. And, uh, uh, (laughs) uh, 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 but that's what's so interesting, is that you want to know what's inside that pure darkness of a bubble, and that is what I'm trying to find out.
0: It, I have a quick question. Is trippy yes. as balls a scientific term and can you define what what makes a phenomenon trippy as balls?
3: Yes. Uh, so that was actually one of Newton's uh, experiments. You know, he's known for the apple on his head and the needle in his eye. And what people don't know is the tripping on the balls. He would try to find out about the certain viscosity <laughs> of the underfoot friction, that sort of thing, uh, trying to get the friction constant. And so he uh, he just he just found the balls were the best thing to trip on. Uh, so that's why he just was say like that's sort of short for short term for like um if you have a a a a method in your scientific experiment that just is the best it's called trippy as balls okay great and I didn't use that properly before, so I apologize. <laughs>
4: um, just one clarifying question. Uh, oh, yes. So, the, What are the bubbles? The bubbles inside the bubbles is dark matter. Uh, what are the bubbles
3: made of? The bubbles on the outside are made of soapy water. Soapy idiot. water.
4: Okay, and they're excited
3: by the argon. The argon excites soapy water like nobody's business. It's, okay. like, uh, it's like catnip to a cat. Or, um, yeah, that's pretty much the best analogy. Okay, great. <laughs> okay yeah yeah um one more question do
4: we have one more one more time for one more question okay so particle astrophysicist dark matter um how do the jaws of life do they they just took your arm off they have nothing to do with the research
3: absolutely nothing to do with the research it was just a real boner that i pulled getting that piece of equipment in there and and falling into its seductive web of 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 hand uh (laughs) holding its giant robotic hand up and uh i just thought i could take it down okay so that's just your thing that's just a dr wet chimney thing that's nothing i'd say it's the the hubris of science you know we just we think we can unlock the mysteries of the universe and sometimes they take your arm right off okay dunk and throw it into a little mini basketball hoop (laughs) And stink up the lab with decomposing arm Wait, how long did you leave the arm there <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the, the the janitor got scared uh and uh, you know and then now the janitor is definitely scared because it's just a skeleton arm in there uh oh, so God. you know it's just we'll leave it there okay wet it's been a pleasure oh the pleasure's been all mine <laughs> okay
0: Bye. <laughs> um okay so uh alistair how you how you doing good Okay. Um, I don't know why I always ask it like that. I'm like, how are you doing? How are you? Are you okay? A lot of people.
4: <laughs> a lot of people are, seem to ask me. They don't ask me how I'm doing. They ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You have like maybe a, I don't know like a look like you're not doing something. Okay. I some know. I give off that vibe that I need to be taken care of. <laughs> okay. So. Um, Alistair, what is your scientist name gonna be for this last round?
4: It'll be Dr. Dom Perignon. (laughs) Dom Perignon. Dom, yeah, Dom is short for dominatrix.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's bring everyone else back onto the call now, uh, and you are going to get to explain your work to them for a chance to win a Nobel Prize. Brilliant. I'm gonna do a British accent. (laughs) Um, welcome, everybody. Um, so uh, I'd like to introduce you all to uh, Dr. Dom Perignon, uh, Dom short for dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, um, Dr. Perignon, this is uh, a panel of your um, colleagues, uh, experts in their field. We've got Dr. Wet Chimney here, Dr. Ann Null, um, and Dr. Pedro Jampa. Uh, all, of course, experts in what you're an expert in. And we're we're ready to hear why you should win the Nobel Prize for your research.
4: Right, well, um, honestly, I think with my research, it it goes all the way way back to Isaac Newton. That's what really got me into it. That's what got me into being a particle astrophysicist. Because not a lot of people know this about Newton, but the apple fell on his head. He discovered gravity. But after the apple fell on his head and he, and he figured out gravity, he, he stood up and all the apples uh, around the tree, you know, kind of like balls, they were like little balls. And he, he was walking, he started tripping on these balls. And that's where the phrase tripping balls came from. That uh, was Isaac Newton. And through that, he's tripping on these balls, he thought, oh particle astrophysics, that's how he discovered the, the subject. And so I've built on his, uh, his, his research by, uh, by, by using uh, those, those balls, uh, in, in, in my case uh, bubbles, uh, soapy bubbles, uh, fill them with dark matter and shoot them uh, in just loops underground uh, in rural Ontario. Uh, and, and just uh, those, those balls, you learn so much from them, right? Because and, and the, the, way, the way that you really learn, you, you know, the way that you learn from anybody and the way that you are best uh, to learn yourself is to get excited. And the way that you excite these bubbles is you uh, put uh, argon uh, in and around uh, the bubbles And uh, yeah, they get really bloody excited. Uh, They they basically, you don't even have to shoot them, honestly. They want to go, they want, they like give, let me go around rural Ontario. And I'm like, okay, Bubbles, you do that. And so they they travel uh, all around the province, uh, and and they come back. They tell me what they've learned. And honestly, the biggest takeaway from this is that uh, I uh, I think that we call it dark matter. It's not that dark at all. You know, they're actually like they they, they are not dark. They are they are brilliant. They're very bright, very smart. Uh, these bubbles. And uh, essentially, the thesis of my research is that we should let them travel above ground too <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow thank you uh, dr perry <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible you're welcome. What, what, what is dark matter you've you've talked about it a few times but you haven't really explained what it is um well
4: that that's that's what we're all trying to 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 figure out really um like i said i i think dark matter is not exactly the right term uh i think if i If I was going to describe dark matter generally, uh, I I would say that it's maybe like a more of a a dark grey, or even more of like a beige. They really vary day to day. That's generally what I've discovered about them is that they they're not all dark, and really they're quite lovely.
2: (laughs) I got another question. Um, When when did you first? Figure out that, like, dark matter was a thing that you wanted to, you know, get into. Like, what inspired you to do this research?
4: Uh, if we want to get really personal with it, um, my parents, uh, my parents disappeared, uh, at at a quite early
3: age for me. Like, they didn't, they they didn't run away or anything like that, they literally disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that's (laughs) so funny to everybody. I'm but so sorry. yeah, they
4: just um, one day I walked down uh, downstairs into the kitchen and I saw them uh, having a bit of an argument, and then all of a sudden this uh, little uh, wormhole erupted in the kitchen, sucked them into it, and um, ever since that happened, I thought, what's gone on there? <laughs> you know, and that's the question that's kept me going.
0: <laughs> so you're trying to find
4: your parents? I mean. I've kind of got a bit distracted, if I'm honest. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I've kind of replaced them with the bubbles, I guess. So,
2: if you find your parents within these dark matter bubbles, what do you think they're going to come out as? Do you think they're going to be whole still? That is
4: a good question. I mean, the big question will be... Will they have aged? That's the big question. That's the big question. Yeah. (laughs) Will they have, you know, will time have stood still for them or will they be quite a bit older now? Um, Yeah, like -hmm. are
2: they
1: hmm Very scientific approach. Yeah. Like, like are they it. gonna
2: get shooted back out, still be in the argument? Yeah, and to then the I I've gotta
4: deal with them as like in an adult? Same son, that you know,
3: they, they have to
4: deal with realization yeah. that they never got to raise me.
3: The realization you think that as soon as they see you, they'll realize they missed out on raising you. <laughs> they'll have been sucked into a wormhole, spent the last thirty or so years trapped in there, aging or not, and then see you and go, Oh yeah. That's psychologically damaging.
0: (laughs) I would hope so. Okay, we've got time for... uh, Kevin, did you have another question? Yeah.
3: I did. Um, Before they were sucked into the wormhole, would you say that you could remember any occasions in which your parents were excited by Argon? And if so, could your parents, in fact, be manifesting through time and space as these very bubbles well they never specifically mentioned the word are gone
4: but they did love the uh the rescue but your parents are
3: gone
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: So that's true That's what we in the science business call Tripping balls
0: (laughs) I can't argue with that I can't argue with that Why would you argue with it? It's a question I (laughs) (laughs) know. I want to I want to now turn it back over to Pietro who's going to Pietro can you tell us uh, how far off the rails We are right now (laughs) It's become
3: like a story of lost parents parents. (laughs) You do study Um... Parents being sublimated Into bubble shape (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so, so so I think somebody put it in distance before I think it's a nice way to put it in distance if so so if um, if our current conversation is somewhere in rural rural interior or suburban interior uh, my, my research is somewhere on Saturn or or, or Titan, somewhere over there. Uh, no, no, not so far actually. Uh, it's pretty good. No, no, there, there, were all, all the fundamental pieces really? were there. I would say. Wow,
3: <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: really scares me. <laughs> The, the connections and the and the logic behind it were very far, but you got bubbles, you got argon, you got dark matter, you got all the fundamental pieces of the puzzle. Okay, so
0: c- can you put those pieces together for us uh, it, it, into an actual puzzle and not that weird sci-fi series?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so maybe just to give it a, a step back. Overall, really, what I'm trying to do is to understand the composition of our universe and further understand, you know build our knowledge of what's around us. Um, And so dark matter, which is what I'm particularly interested in, is this uh, big component of the universe, actually makes up for more than 80% of the mass component of the universe. Uh, but we don't know anything about it other than it doesn't interact with light, which is why we call it dark matter, really. Uh, <laughs> and so I really want to figure out new ways and new techniques to, to probe that and, and understand what dark matter is because if you think about how much we have accomplished with you know less than 20% of the matter content of the universe, got, you know who knows what we can achieve with you know, 80 plus percent once we un- unlock that 80 plus percent. And so that's really the, the, the bulk of, uh, of my research. And then when it comes to my experiment, the, uh, uh, the experiment that I work on, um, SBC, uh, the bubbles hopefully will be created by a dark matter particle interacting with the detector. Yeah, so then uh, what we're hoping for is a dark matter instance, a particle, to come in, communicate with our detector, interact with our detector, and that exchange that interaction generates energy which n- translate into bubbles and depending on the particle scintillation light as well. Um, and, and we use a combi- we look at the, the uh, how much how many bubbles versus how much light and this combination to tell a potential dark matter signal versus anything else that could leave a, a, a uh. signal in our no detector.
0: Okay, so the bubbles, the bubbles are like the footprint that the dark matter leaves, they're not the dark matter itself. That's right. That right,
1: that's right. So we can't directly see dark matter yet, so one thing that we do is that we try to look for effects of, of dark matter communicating with the real world.
0: Okay, so that's like the invisible so It's kind of like the wind, wind right? Invisible. You
1: can't really measure the wind, you can't really see the wind, but you can see a flag uh, waving or, or leaf uh, moving on a tree.
0: Mm, okay that, make, that makes a lot of sense we really latched onto the bubbles idea and kind of ran, ran with that
1: i mean that's the selling point right so there was uh, <laughs> it's a bubble
2: machine <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: wild yeah it was like hey a word we, we all know is
3: bubbles <laughs> there's a way um, less complicated way to make bubbles
1: I'll definitely keep 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 my eyes on underground to see if any unknown parents shows up. And
3: <laughs> <awake>. bubbles.
0: <laughs> uh, another another thing that got lost immediately I noticed was uh, you use the word scintillating early on in, in one, of the, one of these acronyms, and that immediately got changed to Stimulating, which went uh, in a strange direction and then got dropped. Um, but can you, can you uh, w- what does it mean to scintillate stuff Right, and so uh, this is really
1: <laughs> not, not very common with... Because uh, <laughs> so, I have ideas.
2: <laughs> I can't read my own writing! <laughs>
1: So um, argon is a a very nice intrinsic property, such that if uh, it's stimulated with enough in- energy, um, it converts that energy into light, and so that process is what we call scintillation, um, the conversion of energy to to light, um, and and that's really what 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 the what the punchline there is. So you have a a, a dark matter particle hopefully coming and. Deposit the energy in your detector and then that energy turns into either, you know, bubbles or, or scintillation.
0: Okay, so it just like
1: uh, tiny flashes of light, right? That's w-
3: way less sexual than I thought it
1: was.
3: What but the, still a little bit sexual. <laughs> what are the bubbles made of? Like, it says it produces bubbles. Like, what, are, what kind of bubbles? Like, the yeah. bubbles that we, start, we started riffing on were like, you know, the soap bubbles, but like, or like but what, right. what are Right, so
1: that's kind of like your beer, right? Um, imagine it like you have your beer in front of you and you see this bubble forming inside the beer, right? It's just a beer changing phase from liquid to gas form, right? Okay. And so, similar that's for argon, if, if, if placed in a very particular state that we call superheated, uh, Interaction could um, energy deposit in the argon can uh, create a change of phase from liquid to gas.
3: Oh, so the argon's liquid to begin with. So it's not a rock?
2: I legitimately thought it was a fucking rock.
3: (laughs) 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 Ray Lynn told me it was a rock that had tiger stripes and was really beautiful.
1: (laughs) Amazing.
2: kind of sounds like that word, or am I going insane? I'm Uh, probably going insane. I don't know. I'm not a rock scientist.
0: (laughs) So you use the term wimp, I think, to describe a type of dark matter. Can you tell us a little bit more about
1: that?
2: Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I fucked up so bad.
1: (laughs) Um, Without trying to, uh, without being too technical, um, because we don't know yet much about dark matter other than you know a few things like it doesn't interact with light and uh, we know it's present across galaxies and etc etc um, we have very limited knowledge and therefore what we do is that we come we compose theories of what dark matter could be and so there are many ideas of what dark matter could be based on the little on on the facts that we currently have and so wimps are just one theory uh, so this get somewhere a theorist came up with the idea that uh, dark matter could be particle in nature, so kind of tiny, tiny, tiny spheres, um, and can only interact through the weak force, which is you know one of the four forces available in nature, and that's why they get weak, uh, massive because they have big part because they have a lot of mass, so they're pretty big in terms of uh, mass, they're very fat and chunky, um, and they're particles, so they- that's your uh, wimps.
0: So what does it stand for again?
1: Uh, Weakly. Interacting massive particles.
0: Right, that got changed to moist almost
3: immediately. <laughs> it was like fits I well. Forget what. It got changed yeah. to wheel interacting moist particles. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a device. I thought it was like a machine Sorry, or something. can you
1: can you repeat that again? What what get
3: wheel interacting moist particles.
1: <laughs> moist particle. That's amazing. Uh,
2: what what is this thing like? You're saying that you're putting something underground for like two kilometers. Is it like, like, what the fuck is it? And then what, like, how, <laughs> how, how are yeah, you getting so, to it? Like, are you covering it up? And it, then you're. It's
1: actually remarkable. This um, Snolab is a uh, a world class laboratory, uh, and you literally have to. T- it's inside an active mine, inside a, a nickel mine. Um, You have to take a nice shaft, which is this gigantic kind of. Um, elevator that takes you two kilometers underground, and then you have to walk almost two kilometers on foot through the mine to get to the laboratory. But once you get there, it's a state-of-the-art clean room, uh, meaning that there's almost no dust and no uh, 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 dirt at all. Um, and there we have all the resources from uh, you know electricity, uh, internet, and everything that we need. You know, light, water, everything we need to. Uh, Rhino's standard laboratory, but two kilometers underground. And yes, we normally take the shaft with miners as well, which makes for phenomenal conversations.
3: <laughs> I feel like Raylan's got a follow up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: it was. <laughs> I'm just like buffering. So, so you're you're there in the room when you're doing this experiment. It's not like you're just le- letting something sit there for a while and figure itself out, and then come back and then check in and mark stuff down. Because that's what you do in science, right? That's an awesome question. <laughs>
1: Actually, mostly we build the experiments and then we monitor, we, we, they, they run, as I, as I mentioned previously, we, we expect very few, even in best case scenarios, we expect, very, we expect very few interactions per year. And so really what we do is we build these detectors, which are normally fairly big scale detectors, and then we just let them sit there and run. We just maintain them and you know do calibrations and keep monitoring the performance. Uh, but then we run them for multiple years, collecting data for multiple years to try to sum up all that time until you, you know, see one or two, those one or two events that will uh, pop your signal. And make you happy. <laughs> Pop your signal. There's still a lot of work to do. You still have to, you know, mo- go on the ground to monitor, uh, you know, do maintenance yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Yeah, you got a
3: question, Kevin? Uh, so, you mentioned like what the, the kind of the point of the research would be to like um, hopefully unlock the potential of dark matter or um, like the applicability, some ap- application of dark matter. Are, are there theories or good guesses or like a- a- about what that would be? Like, um, is it like air fresheners, uh, new Xbox? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I can tell internet. you,
1: I, <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're so early in the stage of even figuring out what dark matter is. Um, that it's even hard to make a, uh, even theories of what it could be potentially unlock, um, but I can tell you this is that you until you know for a fact what it is, uh, anytime you see a sci-fi movie and you see your dark matter, that application might not be far from reality. You don't know until you you know you you you, you go through it. Uh, yeah.
3: You know? I'm sure that, that I'm
1: sure whoever you know invented semiconductor didn't think about you know inventing the computer eventually twenty or thirty years down the line, but. They did basically by discovering that.
3: Is there concern that, that, that dark matter is like, could be bad in some way? <laughs>
1: um, well, if it is bad, it's, it's around us anyway, whether we have okay. measured it or not, it's still around us anyway. So if it's bad, <laughs> it's been bad for a long time. Probably right, about cool. the same age of the universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, when you say that, sorry, when you say that it's around you, like, is there just like, am I sitting in my room and there's just a hunk of da- dark matter here potentially? You You probably, like, I, don't
1: know? I, I think it's very fair to say that you have had multiple dark matter particles going through your body <laughs> throughout your lifetime. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. But they don't interact with you. they Imagine, like, they just go through you like ghosts, really. Ghost particles. Yes. Oh, man, that's really creepy to say, actually. (laughs) 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 But it's true. But it's true.
2: Okay. It's not like like sorry one more little That's thing. Fine, it's not work. like a like a like a little tiny thing it's like a that could just pop in my <laughs> yeah like a little tiny thing that just goes in and then it's just hanging out in your bloodstream. It literally goes through you like a fucking ghost. Oh, absolutely,
1: think about this when you think you you're thinking at microscopic scale, which is why I, I can see the confusion about ghosts. But when you go down to an atom size and you have this ne- <laughs> protons and neutrons oh, and an electrons oh, yeah. flying around. For something that is super, super small on the order of the scale of the atom, there's plenty of space to go through without doing anything.
2: Okay. And then you also say, though, that it's very heavy. Yes. So, how... <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have gone 1st Why let's just say
1: that. Oh, I'm loving this. Oh. This is awesome. Let's go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that dark matter is like a heavy mass yet it's floating through our atoms in our own body, just like it's fucking brushing its teeth.
1: Right. So, everything is relative, right? In the sense that if I tell you that uh, you have a boat that weighs two kilograms, that's a light boat, right? That's not a very heavy boat, right? Um, And so, it's all about scalability. So, you know, compared to other Subatomical particles like uh, you know protons neutrons and electrons Dark uh, matter is expected to be heavier And so that's why we say it's massive compared to those uh, But it's still uh-huh. means, you know a very very small amount of mass compared to Individually compared to the microscopic scale. Let's say for instance a, a grown human being that lost his parents and now is like lost 70 kilos or something like that <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, these are awesome questions. Uh, I, 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 we've got to wrap up now because I want to let everyone go. So, um, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, who thinks uh, we should give the Nobel Prize to uh, Dr. Perignon? Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: absolutely. Everybody? Yeah, Everything yes. he suffered? Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> I, 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 ho- I hope you, you use your newfound fame to um, get more research funding to find your parents. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> love love okay. to see Mommy and Daddy again. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, everybody, um, for for being on the show today. Before we go, really quickly, um, does anyone have anything that they want to plug that's coming up?
3: Um, every week, uh, I'm part of a Sunday a group uh, improv group called the Sunday Service, and in these uh, lockdown times, we're still doing uh, our weekly show every Sunday at nine o'clock Pacific time on streaming it on YouTube. Um, so go find a Sunday Service Improv channel on YouTube and uh, watch that on Sundays. It's very good. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something to plug also uh,
4: my, my, Me and my, my girlfriend Pascal, we've uh, filmed a sketch comedy web series in our apartment while we've been quarantined Ray Lynn has a sketch in it uh, very funny and and Jesse also has been uh, helping uh, us figure out the story and also has been doing a fantastic job editing it, so uh,
0: that'll, be, that'll be out soon
3: Nice. It's
0: called Comedy Ooh, Pants. You. Comedy Pants. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so thank you everyone so much. This has been a ton of fun um, on the show. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, Pietro Diampa, Raylan Carson, Alistair Ogden, Kevin Lee. Thank you for your time and uh, your contribution to the world of science and comedy. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank Okay, cheers. Have a Bye. good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. <laughs> Science Telephone is produced by Jesse Lupini and Lucas Cavanaugh. Our designer is Kelsey Hemphill, and our intro is performed by France Paris. To learn more about the show, this episode's scientist, or the comedians you just heard, visit us on the Internet at Sciencetelephone.com, or on Twitter
1: at SciTelShow. S-C-I-T-E-L Show. End of call.